so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Glee on the Rocks. I'm Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm Bee. And this is uh, Season 4, Episode 10, Glee, actually. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yay. We're we're back at Christmas. Yeah. This is is Glee's third Christmas-themed episode, uh, written by Matthew Hodgson and directed by Adam Shankman. Our fave, Adam Shankman. Love Adam. Yep. Can't really hate on Adam Shankman. Yeah. We can dislike parts of this episode, but it's not it's not really yeah overall he was good to us in glee fandom he was he's on our side yeah we like to think anyway um the quick rundown of this episode is predictions of the apocalypse lead Brittany and sam to decide to live life to the fullest puck and jake celebrate hanukkah together and kurt has an unforgettable christmas Uh, who fucking wrote that (laughs) (laughs) they're making it sound like Brittany and sam are the a plot Mm -hmm. That's true, yeah. It's like the steam plot. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a bit backwards. <laughs> yeah. The fuck? I mean, I wasn't going to spend time to write my own, so. No, definitely not. But like, was that the one from Netflix? Or uh, I honestly I don't remember it at this point because I copy pasted <laughs> it from somewhere. <laughs> not oh. to call out anyone who wrote the. I just think the Glee Wiki would never. I mean, someone had a Bram bias. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah yeah um i mean really this episode starts with Artie, so shouldn't that be yeah I didn't even mention Artie. oh no it actually it starts with sue's opening narration okay fair, fair. <laughs> which i love i specifically made a note that i still enjoy that when that happens on the show it, yes and she's calling out all the Christmas yes. tropes <laughs> yeah yeah Obviously, you can tell that love actually was big during this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, that movie is, like, objectively not okay. Like, <laughs> I've rewatched it several times, and every time I go back to it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of fucked up. And, it, yeah, it does date the reference in the show that she was making a joke about not many people liking it. But at this point, yeah, 10 years, like, an actual full decade later from this episode not many people like it <laughs> yeah that may be i'll still watch it if only for I, oh i will oh absolutely watch it yeah 
but I do agree when I rewatch it, I'm like, mm, this, some of this just does not hold up. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. some problems. Like there's still warm fuzzies at the end, mm-hmm. but it's like with several like caveats. Yes. <laughs> like I'm choosing to ignore this toxic stuff. Okay. <laughs> but love actually is all around. <laughs> yeah. God only knows what <laughs> I can't believe they didn't sing that in this episode. Because, you know, um, New Girl has a Love Actually inspired episode. And they have uh, Zoe Deschanel, like, recorded that song and they played it at the end. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was cute. Mm. Anyway, Well, Zoe Deschanel also does a really good cover of Baby It's Cold Outside and Elf. Mm, yes. She really does. Mm-hmm. So, Christmas mm-hmm. Queen. Her cover is second only to Chris and Aaron's. Yes. So everything is second to theirs. Yeah. Thank you. This is a true, these are true facts. This is not yeah. even an opinion anymore because there's so many terrible recordings of Baby It's Cold Outside, especially, is it Idina Menzel with some country singer? Oh, oh. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, it's so That's bad. Yeah. It's horrible. Let's it, see who it is. Let's call them out. Because that song is neither country nor like musical oh, theater. It's, it's Michael Buble. <laughs> Oh, why did I think there's there's a different one then that's like one of the country guys with somebody. So never mind. Idina and Michael Bublé, interesting. It's a power group right there. Brent Eldridge. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I can't ever. Megan Trainer. Oh yeah. Oh, weird. Strange. That's a weird mash. I can't keep any country guys straight because they all have like this the same name. Yep. Just generic white guy. We could guy just have an name. entire episode of ranking versions of Baby It's Cold Outside. I would do that. I would or, do that too. My ears would bleed, just, but I would do it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> or we could just listen to Chris and Darren. Chris and Darren win yeah. 10 times in a row. <laughs> the Spotify playlist know that we are of the best versions of Baby It's Cold Outside is just Chris and Darren 10 times over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when when stores play other versions during the holidays it's I like you so are mad. wrong i know like you chose incorrectly yeah. you had a choice and you fucked it up i would oh. like to speak to the manager about this but when you're in a store and you do hear the right one am i the only one that just stops what they're doing i yeah. do I'm like no, i always have is, to, I like, to listen triple take and make yeah. sure that it's the right one like am yeah. i hearing chris colfer's beautiful voice yeah yeah yep. Like, oh, it is It is the season. It's going to happen now. Suddenly, I love Christmas music. I guess I will be fucking merry and bright. All right. <laughs> For these three and a half minutes, yeah. I'll enjoy the holidays. <laughs> you fucking got me. You're sneaky like that. <laughs> then I'll go back to Starbucks and be grouchy. Uh, so... <laughs> Anyway, after that aside, Artie does have a storyline in this episode, yes. and I think I think that's important to remember. Yes. Um, he has slipped on the ice because the wheelchair ramp has been iced over because the janitor did not put salt down. Uh, and this actually feels like a real legitimate issue. Yeah. Yeah. Which Especially I for McKinley. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's tired of feeling helpless. He's tired of being in his wheelchair and he makes a Christmas wish that he were never in his wheelchair. And when he wakes up after, I guess, taking a nap in the nurse's (laughs) office, uh, he wakes up to a black and white 
Christmas miracle. In which he's getting all the good things in everybody else's life. He sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he's got, well, they don't explain why, but he's got like a Letterman jacket on. Well, because that's how you know your life is good when you're a jerk. Oh, yeah. 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 They don't give us too many details about his life. It's more just like, yeah, and everybody else's life sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Tina is back to stuttering, which was fake in the first place. Because <laughs> she's still keeping up the facade. So she's keeping that. Um, pretty gross that Becky is now the school slut. Yeah. Um, not not cool. No. No. A lot, a lot of questionable decisions went into that that I don't think had anything to do with Artie. No. No. Um, all the Glee Club guys are douchebags now who bully Kurt. Um, there is no Glee Club because no one would join. Um, the worst thing to happen to Rachel is that she works in the library. Yeah, that's that's not that bad, Rachel. No. Um, no, no, she's getting some book learning. I mean, I, at 19, 18, 19, because I mean, Kurt got held back one year. Yeah. So she would have been like right out of high school. Like, come on, if you, you got to get a job to save some money. That's yeah. Yeah, not she's the worst gainfully one. employed. Uh, no degree. Jealous. Yeah. Drunken shoe with Terry and the, the doll baby. Kind of I mean, funny. That was just funny. That was just funny. That was good. He's too drunk to notice. Yeah. It's not a baby. For, what, a year and a half? Two years? Yeah. Just remains. Um, but the most devastating line. Of the all. scariest line yes. in the entire series. Turned it into a horror movie. Didn't you graduate? Should have, but... Couldn't bear coming to school more than twice a week because of all the bullying. And all the homeschooling sent me back a year. What does Blaine say about that? Who's Blaine? Who's uh, Blaine? Who's oh. Blaine? Heartbreaking. <laughs> Horrible. The worst. Glee knew. They knew that would be oh, yes. terrifying for everyone in this Blee of an episode. <laughs> so they got us. They got us there with Who's Blaine? Yep. They had us in the first half. Had us going in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is a bit of a bold statement, I thought, to call Artie the glue of Glee. Yeah. When yeah. he's been pushed aside for a season and a half? Two seasons? Yeah. Um, What's the last storyline he had before this episode? Because I couldn't tell you. Couldn't? No. Couldn't. No. When he directed West Side Story? Yeah, sure. I guess he directed Grease too. Well, he co-directed with Finn. He didn't even get exactly. That. So it was more about Finn than him. And yeah. Finn was the one who was kind of leading the charge because they wanted to make him feel better about not getting into um, school and yeah. quitting the army. So I'm not. <laughs> well, he shot himself. <laughs> he shot himself with Rachel. <laughs> so I don't know if this was like the writers remembering that Kevin McHale was on the show. <laughs> I wonder it's if Kevin was like, give me something to do. Or and also let me out of the chair. Yeah. I would like to sing Feliz Navidad and yes. get me the fuck out of the chair. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y felicidad. Feliz Navidad.
Jetsu's room. room. Yeah. Song choice. <laughs> yeah. I love that it was the craft room. Um, I felt like Felice Navidad was kind of a weird song choice. I mean, it needed to be upbeat because he needed to be able to dance somewhat. But mm-hmm. he's what about not like rocking around the Christmas tree. Hispanic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Real weird. We couldn't have given that to someone who is Hispanic. No. Santana would have killed it. Yeah. Bring mm-hmm. back Reggie Martin. What about Mr. Shu, who used to teach oh, Spanish? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, Ricky Martin, the Spanish teacher, who is technically still in the school. Just still there. Although maybe not in this timeline. Oh, yeah. It is the darkest timeline. Technically? So. Yeah. Uh, I, it did also make me mad that Miss um, Pillsbury was with Ken. Ken, like, come on. If you're going to, you know, give her a fantasy happy ending, give her Uncle Jesse, please. Gotta be the dentist. Exactly. I know. I thought they were going to say him, and then they said Ken yeah. Tanaka, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, and um, didn't we even can't bring him back. Mm-mm. They could have just said it. No. They were all off screen. But then, of course, the, the character they do dirtiest of all, poor <laughs> Quinn. Is dead. Died of a broken heart. (laughs) Ouch. He texted and drove, got put in a wheelchair, and then died of a broken heart. Everyone else's lives are completely different, except for Quinn, who still texted and drove and died. Yeah. This is especially funny, like, um, I don't know if y'all are keeping up with all the Marvel movies and stuff now, but, like, there's this whole thing about some, some events are just, like, cannot change no matter what you do. Like, even if you go back in time to try to change it, you cannot change it because it makes up the fabric of the universe. So, like, the fact that Quinn texting and driving and getting hit by a car is, like, (laughs) part of the fabric of the Glee universe is Uh, funny to me. That is sheer Ryan Murphy's will coming through. Mm -hmm. I know. He was always going to fuck Quinn up. Not that I want to get into Marvel, but like, what kind of retconning bullshit is that? It's like, no, no, some things are always true. Like, um, no. So, Artie wakes back up in his normal timeline. I'm not really sure what um, pushes him to wake back up. Sometimes it feels like this episode should have been an entire episode in his like cursed timeline. Yes. Not just the first 10 minutes. I mean, I, I feel like it was a good choice for Artie. You've got the whole, like, it's a wonderful life thing. Mm-hmm. And he's he, very, like, he's the film student. But cramming it all into the first ten minutes felt weird. It felt super weird. It, it did feel like, okay, so what? Yeah. Like, did what? what was the point of that? Like, what changed? What, did this matter? Or was it just like, like a nothing. He, Kevin got a dance it's just that's, gonna be like he's he's gonna be more grateful. That's what it sounds like. Is he though in the next couple episodes? Because I don't recall him being grateful in the next couple I don't episodes. Know. I mean, I guess that is a realistic teenager situation though, that like they're like, Oh, I have learned something and then two days later completely reset. <laughs> very, very true. Um oh. Two things before we move on from this. Number one, I love It's a Wonderful Life. I'm so I'm glad that they did a like a mm-hmm. ugly Christmas episode based on it. Um, because I think it's a great like it's inspired so many spin-offs and so mm-hmm. many things. So I love that Glee has one too. And I think that 
Artie was the right person to be like the main person because who else would it be? Fucking Finn, yeah. the writer? No. So I'm glad it was Artie. But wasn't Damien McGinty pissed that they asked him back for this one yeah. episode but didn't like let him be there for the rest of the season when what's his face was? Joe Hart. I would have, yeah, if I were him, I would have I can't imagine that those, um, what were they called? The Glee, what was it? Oh, God, that extra show where they came from. The project. Glee project. Yeah. People were terribly happy with how they were yeah. treated in this whole shebang. <laughs> like, like you're going to get to be on the show a little bit, but it won't matter because we're just going to bring on other people and said, bye. <laughs> Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be like the Christmas elf. Yeah, we'll let you come be the Christmas elf again. Yep. Reprise your role as Christmas elf. Enjoy. Or his Christmas guardian angel, rather, this time. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it was I do weird. think that was a clever piece of writing. That it was like, but, continuity? Glee? Um, this <laughs> 10 minutes had some. Where it was like, he was Rory's Christmas sponsor or whatever. Yep. Now yep. Rory was his Christmas spirit or whatever. Very cute. Which is why, like, if they had made it the entire episode or maybe, like, the first two-thirds of the episode, yeah. it just kind of continued the whole thing. And if Artie had actually had to spend more time in this alternate reality learning something deeper, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't know what they could have done with it with 24 minutes of airtime rather than 10 you know, just to give it a little more umph and spend more time in the black and white and spend more, do some more songs or older songs, not just Feliz Navidad, but really kind of dive into the white Christmas vibe. Yeah. Have, have uh, his Christmas elf there, give him a little more words of wisdom, um, seeing more impact. Maybe he tries to change things by talking to his friends and like, Tina, you don't have to be this person. We are better than this. You know, I don't know. Rather than just observing and then waking the fuck up. Yeah, it was kind of like great potential and then not enough follow through. Especially because yes, it was like always. rapid fire exposition. He was just like, mm -hmm. this is how everyone's affected. And this person was this and that person was that, that person was that, that person was that. And then he even like he tries to get the Glee Club together and then it doesn't work. They just think he's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, it's he like, didn't improve anything for yeah. these poor alternate universe people either. Like, what did we accomplish? Anything? Yeah. It was fine. Basically. He just learned his lesson to be grateful. Mm -hmm. I guess. And then is he? Yeah. Is he and then is he? That's a good question. I feel like he says something to Finn after he wakes up. He's just like, mm. I'm happy Christmas. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm happy for Christmas. <laughs> I'm so grateful Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> Yay, Christmas. I don't know. That's how I feel. But yeah, that's basically yeah. it. But sincerity. Um so that I guess that's I guess that's Artie's storyline because the other the other nonsense that happens is we have Sam and Brittany. We have a, a, like a secret Santa situation with Sue and oh, Molly's yeah. mom. Yeah. He has a name. Millie. Millie. I love the name Millie. It's so cute. I was I was almost Millie. As a nickname. Oh. Yeah. I love that. We call um my wife's sister is Amelia. We call her Mills or nice. Millie. Aww. So cute. I like it. I think that's cute. 
Um, which do you want to tackle? Do you want to tackle Sam and Brittany? Um, yes, please. Let's rip the bandit off. <laughs> I assume we're saving the best for last. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Um, having watched a documentary about the Mayan apocalypse. Um, well, Brittany has. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she cashed in all her savings from jobs that she works to buy her friends some crazy gifts. Like um, expensive gifts. Like very expensive gifts. I'm not sure where her money comes from. I guess if Glee were now, she would have an OnlyFans account, but for mm. Lord Tummington. Right. Um, oh my god, that's so good. Put that on the Glee reboot. But, mm, don't put the reboot out there. <laughs> so worried about it, because one day. Yeah. Um, so somehow Sam also believes in this conspiracy theory, because the Wonder Twins here are, you know, and will believe these for the sake of the show. They join or do they start the 2012 Mayan Apocalypse Club? I can't remember. I feel like they start it. Start it. Yeah, I think so. She's like, this is the first and last meeting of the Apocalypse Club. (laughs) Was a funny joke. I will give them credit. The first and last meeting, Um, because they do believe that the world is going to end on December 23rd, 21st, 2012. But one of the one of those days. Wait, you don't remember this from 2012 and everybody was saying the world was going to end? That was like a thing. Dude. Uh, you black that out? Know, okay. I don't know how long ago that was now. <laughs> this was a real thing. Years well, ago? You know, our Gen Z listeners, this was a real thing. People in 2012 really thought the real Mayan calendar really yep. ended on December 21st, 2012, 21st. which meant the world would end. There was we even... Yeah, I was, just, I was about to say yeah. we even got like a blockbuster... <laughs> Yes. movie about it we did that's right 2012 yeah I remember the movie yep. i mean mm-hmm. having lived through y2k yeah, yeah. i mean to be <laughs> fair a lot of people worked really hard to prevent any meltdowns for y2k so like so maybe we just need to thank the britney and sams of the world <laughs> for working hard to prevent the world ending in 2012 that's oh my fair God. that's fair so thank you glee for preventing the 2012 mine apocalypse mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, I guess Gen Z doesn't really know that people did think yeah. that the mine apocalypse was going to happen. And then they had yeah. to, like, go recalculate. And they're like, no, 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 it's going to be later. Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kids. Um, for, you know, the second entry into the Random Song Award, Sam sings Jingle Bell Rock for Britney. Random. Which doesn't tie into the apocalypse theme at all. I didn't. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there isn't a Christmas song that fits. He even says, like, he's basically just like, oh, yeah, um, this is random. He kind of, like, prefaces it like yeah. that. Like, oh, I'm going to sing you this random song. What? kind of <laughs> feel like maybe the Glee uh, music crew just had a song that they liked. <laughs> yeah. Who does this fit? Uh, Cordover Street's voice. Go. <laughs> and go. Um, they do then get married for reasons because he's like i want us to face what is it the the, like the mayan god together yeah yeah Yeah. um i mean some unfortunate foreshadowing of teen marriages but whatever (laughs) three days until the end of the world they they get married coach beast says that she is already ordained by the mayan church um they do believe this and they get married ish the world does not end obviously shocking shocking um 
So that's, I guess, a bummer for them. It is actually interesting how it is a bummer for people when these kind of apocalyptic events doesn't end yeah. or yeah. doesn't happen. And they're like, but we were wrong. Like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> Hooray? No? Um, obviously, their marriage isn't real because Coach Beast is not actually ordained by the Mayan church. So hooray for no underage weddings. Yeah. But then they're like, I'm sad because, yeah. <laughs> because I was really like living for yeah. the end of the world. And so Beast lies to them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I just got the news. They've they recalculated. It's actually like in September 2014. Mm-hmm. Just push that out a couple years. You'll be fine. And it's like Brittany and Sam are so dumb. Ha ha ha. I, I get the same. I mean, the, the storyline was funny. I mean, it was funny because Heather and Cord are decent comedic actors for, well, for Glee. Right. But I got the same kind of uh, feel about it that I did about the Becky jokes at the beginning. It was easy. Just, yeah. I'm like, fine. Mm-hmm. It was, I guess, a way to put two characters together and to set up. Mm-hmm. A little romance here between these two somewhat random characters. Never mind that Sam and Mercedes are already there. Yes. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to blow that up. But they chose to. We already have Brittany and Santana. We already have Sam and Mercedes. We don't need Sam and Brittany. We're good. And yet they keep making it happen. I, I feel like it's like you can't make fetch happen. Like you're not going to make... <laughs> Sam and Brittany happen. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not invested in it. It no. happened suddenly and they're too alike. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They're too alike. There's no yeah. dynamic because they just, it's just like they enabled each other to do crazy schemes. Yeah. Glee definitely misses the, um, the, like the Tumblr post of when the the grumpy one and the sunshine one get together, mm-hmm. right? Like you have Santana as the the grr one meeting Brittany as the sunshine one, mm-hmm. and you get the yay. It's so much more dynamic and interesting. It is. You can't just put two sunshine people together and expect the fandom to follow. They don't understand tropes. They don't. We don't understand tropes and chemistry. I also it. am just not convinced that anybody wanted that before it happened, during it, when it happened, or after it happened. No. <laughs> At no point was there a rabid Sam Britney fan base. Just absolutely not. I guess if there are, they can come talk to us. Yeah. That, that would be interesting to have someone on that loved them, because I really don't think that exists. And, like, legitimately, don't. Not just for like your fanfic needs, but like, yeah, legitimately, yeah. Don't lie. Like deep in your heart, you needed these two characters to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So clearly, they're not married. Thank God. Coach B should not be enabling these teenagers to be weirdos. Like, why did she do that? Why not call their parents and be like, hey, can you have a, you know, sit down reality check with him? Does I think Brittany they might have parents. Do we meet them until the wedding? Uh, no, we do not meet them until yeah. the wedding. But they so, are in the wedding. Her mom is played by Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Very cool. right. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it's weird casting, but I really love Jennifer Coolidge, so exactly. I'll exactly. overlook it. I mean, I guess their goal really was just to give, like, Heather Morris and Court Overstreet some more screen time. Mm-hmm. This is before the whole Blaine Sam thing that's going to happen a little later in the season. Right. But they didn't Brooke have to do it like, like They could have just been friends. There's no yeah. need for all this. That would have been cool I just to see so cool. friends. But it's Glee. <laughs> Sometimes Nobody people can are just, just friends. friends. I know. That's so hard. It really is on this show for real. It it's really only possible if one of them is gay. Like Literally. full gay. They have exactly. bisexual doesn't count. They have to say- have completely incompatible sexualities. Yes. That's the only way they can be friends. And even then, there's the Tina Blaine situation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They couldn't even do that one right. Oh god. I'm not looking forward to those episodes. I'm just gonna skip it. Just meep meep. <laughs> Oh no, my my remote went right past it on what happened. So fucking weird. God. <sighs> All right. But well, uh that's Brittany and Sam. It's Britain Britain <laughs> and Sam. So we've also got um the Secret Santa situation with um I guess all of the teachers and yeah. staff. This doesn't seem to be something we've seen before, but Sue has picked um Marley's mom for Secret Santa. And is not into it. I mean, I feel like that was the most realistic to her character reaction. <laughs> yes. Um, honestly, I'm surprised that Sue is participating in a secret Santa. Yeah. It's because Sue I... wants to get gifts. So she's got to give them fine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, there was a storyline. Because wasn't there one where Sue replaced the whole yeah. thing with all her own name? Yep. Oh, so That's everybody brought right. her a present. Yeah. No, you're right. I forgot that. I don't that. remember what season that was. Yeah. I did forget that. Yeah. That right must have been everybody. season two. Is that when they did your mean one? Sue the Grinch. Sue, Sue the Grinch. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> huh. That's right. All right. Oh, consistency. Just can't. I know. I don't believe that it happens. They just reached back in like continuity. Matthew <laughs> Hodgson. That's my boy. Continuity. <laughs> Continuity Matthew, that's what we call him. (laughs) (laughs) Known around town for it. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, I don't know. Marley and her mom aren't exchanging gifts because they're poor. In case you'd forgotten that Marley and her mom are poor, they're poor. So they're not exchanging gifts. But Marley also needs money for her eating disorder therapy sessions. Uh, I'm guessing they don't have insurance through Mar- for from Millie's job. Probably not very good. Yeah, if they do, yeah. Um, I guess there's not a ton to this storyline other than it does turn out that Sue is a good person. I was okay, so I was a little frustrated that. Marley's mom was sitting there like really hammering in how much this treatment cost. I'm like I feel like that's like adding guilt to it is yeah. not really the way you encourage her to get better. Yeah, I, yeah, that kind of felt like something for the audience to be like, yeah, oh, man, that sucks how much that costs. But it does suck for Marley to have yeah. to sit there and be like, I don't have that kind of fucking money, Mom. Wow, no Christmas this year because I have an eating disorder. 
that wasn't even caused by me. It was brought yeah. on by this fellow student uh, who uh, turned me on to this. But it did it did make me happy for the the sole purpose that Marley told her mom what was going on, and her mom wanted to do something about it, yes. which was very yeah. heartening. I do still like her mom, yes. but that that scene just made me go like, oof. Yeah, I hate when parents like make their kids feel guilty yeah. about finances. And like Marley's a little older than yeah. what would really be concerning, but it's like it still sucks. Yeah. How old is no she supposed to be? Fifteen? Uh yeah. Is she a junior? 15, 16, I don't know. I'm more. Yeah, so I guess fifteen. Yeah. Twenty-three. You know. Yeah. So um Sue does find it in her her heart of hearts to sell the Cheerios Christmas tree. Um, which, which was $17,000 or something crazy <laughs> or what? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the resale value of a Christmas tree is. And she was selling it to someone who makes designer toothpicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was just like, what? That kind of ridiculousness I, I appreciate. Yeah. That's what I love about Glee. Like, yeah. It's so absurd. Keep those jokes coming, Matthew. Yeah. Consistency, Matthew. <laughs> um, you know, to give Marley and her mom both presents and money. Again, like with, uh, you know, It's a Wonderful Life or any Christmas movie ever. What What would you do if you went down and there were presents that neither you or your parents bought each other under the tree? Be freaked the fuck out. Yeah, yeah I'd be freaked out. Yeah, and not assume that they were automatically mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i always think about that in those kinds of movies or like home alone when suddenly mm-hmm. there's an entire hotel room full of presents like um well i don't think these are for us yeah <laughs> kevin did you buy these buzz did you buy these no no well i don't think we should fucking open them yep <laughs> these could be bombs i'm gonna do the anthrax check <laughs> yes yeah, someone throw these outside no, this is a Trump hotel. I don't think we should open them. Yeah. God, nope. <laughs> Too political for a Glee podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just I, the money, sure, because she knows there's a secret Santa, but the presents, yeah, that's a lot. But we do get have yourself a merry little Christmas from the Glee Club. Sue's calling out of exactly what they were about to do again. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't judging this episode very harshly to begin with. Because there's just not a lot offensive about it by Glee standards. Nope. It's a yeah, pretty, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. like, I don't know, it's a Glee episode. It's pretty yeah. like, yeah, you know. No, I think um, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was so sweet. I like that it kind of, um, what does Sue say at the beginning? Like it like wrapped it all up in a bow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it did. It was sweet. Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather me
Probably a little offensive to Sue. <laughs> like a little bit. <laughs> like deep down inside, she's like, oh no. Don't yeah. tell me what kind of Christmas I have. Yeah. <laughs> How dare. Whatever fucking kind of Christmas I want. Uh, <laughs> uh. Oh, Marley does sing the first Noel. Oh, right. For her oh, mom. yeah. As her mom's only Christmas present. I just mm-hmm. want you to sing me a song. Oh, so sweet. That was cute. And she sounds great. She does. I like Melissa. I guess, I mean, if you want to skip Jake and Puck, I'm fine with that. I I am too. I'll be honest, I skipped it in the show. Like, it's, I mean, their moms meet. That's really it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. They're um, together at breadsticks to bond over hating their dad. Well, before that, Jake rides to and from California in the sidecar of Puck's <laughs> motorcycle, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's like I don't know a four-day motorcycle. <laughs> I know in the sidecar. Uh, I would lose my mind. Yeah. Um, I do love Aisha Tyler, who played yes. Jake's mom. That was the coolest cameo. Yes. Their moms are too cool for them. Yes. Yes, they are. That's really the the biggest yeah. takeaway. Besides that, I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah. yeah. It felt very forced, I'll say. Like, there's a scene where Jake's like, oh, you're going to go back to California. And then he's like, well, I might, you know, I think I'm going to move back to um, Lima. And he's, like, so yeah. excited. And I'm like, like, do you have to, though? I didn't <laughs> feel. No, you can say. It's okay. I was not feeling the brotherly love, even though they were saying they were feeling it. I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. like, are we? Yeah. I don't remember. I remember some of what happens with older pucker men after this, and none of it is good. So we'll see. I just don't care. But he even says when he shows up at McKinley, he's like scoping out the girls and doing some research for oh. my like um, screenplay. And it's like scoping out the girls. Like I get that in universe, he's like 19 or 20, but like, Mm-hmm. You look 45, dude. Like, it's yep. not okay. <laughs> and, I don't know, not to discuss him, but, like, really nobody knew. Yeah. yeah. No one had an inkling mm-hmm. to, like, write some of this shit into the... They wrote some of it in. I feel like... like mm. Nobody knew when you're writing some of this stuff into the show. Come on. Yeah. But... But you write. <laughs> but uh, we're saying... So to move on from that terrible thing, Kurt and Blaine. Oh, yes. Rachel is going to go on a gay cruise for her dad with her dad's for Christmas. I guess not Hanukkah. <laughs> they mention Hanukkah with her, which is like the first time in two Christmases <laughs> that anyone has talked about Hanukkah in the yeah. context of Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's going to be leaving Kurt alone for the holidays um so bert hummel dad of the year shows up for christmas yay um bert is the one who remembers that rachel is jewish (laughs) because bert fucking remembers everything because he's an angel because matt hodgson is our continuity queen yes 
Um, so someone knows something on this show. So Kurt and Bert go out for a little father-son night on the town. If only to tell us that Bert has prostate cancer. Jesus, can't people leave Bert alone? <laughs> Literally. Bert Hummel the fuck alone. He's already had a heart attack. He's a fucking congressman. Are we good? Like, we're good, right? Like, his wife is dead. Let's his first be wife. good. Like, we're good. Yeah. What was the purpose of giving him prostate cancer? Because he literally immediately was like, we caught it early. It's like yeah. 100% success rate. Yeah. What? Was this just supposed know. to, like, teach Kurt that, like, you know, bad things can happen at any time? He fucking knows that. He knows. The bad things have happened to him multiple Lots times. Lots of them, yeah. <laughs> and, like, he did what, not no need one, a reminder. No one else has a dad who could have gotten prostate cancer. It had to be Bert. <gasps> literally. I mean, Rachel's got two of them. Come on. That's like, literally twice the prostates. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. I guess it was just, like, the reason he came to New York for Christmas was that he needed to tell Kurt, like, in person. But, like, it could have been anything but that. He could have been, like, we're moving out of your childhood home or, like, Carol and I are getting – are going to separate. I don't know. It could have been anything that wasn't deadly. It could have been, I don't want you to be alone for Christmas and I was lonely. Yeah. Yeah. See you for Christmas. And that would have been good enough. And not Rossi. Like, ugh. Ugh, I have a mole. I got it checked. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, so rude. He did, however, bring Kurt a gift. The best gift. Package for Kurt Hummel. Blaine? And that is one Blaine Warbler Anderson. I love the whole setup for it. The like, it's too big to fit under the tree. Go to this address to get it. Like, Bert, you knew what you were doing. You you were extra about it, and I love you for it. Yeah, it's it's pretty romantic, and it's pretty yeah. like, this is your future husband here. Yes. I brought you a present. <laughs> like, come on, Bert, <laughs> what are you doing with this escape room like yeah. present here? Because they can't miss their Christmas duet. Yeah. <sighs> so freaking cute oh man screw them for saying it's a tradition they can't miss and then like the next christmas episode we get is the cursed Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. with no duet it's because they hate us yeah the package for kurt hummel Mm. oh that whole scene is so sweet i watched it like three times and it like continues too because they have their little ice skating to white christmas They go back to the uh, apartment and Blaine and Bert are watching sports together. And Blaine's like, I'm thinking about applying to Niata. And they have their little dinner. And he pulls the chair out for Bert like a good son-in-law. Such a cozy little family. Perfect. It's so cute. And then later they have like the bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who's winning? They're like, the Celtics. (laughs) 
<laughs> then they start timing him and it's 20 seconds and Blaine's so cute he's like Kendra just waited a couple couple more seconds yep. really cute and what what does Bert say pay up Anderson pay up Anderson it's the best part so cute they are like a little family they're already a little yeah. family Aww. yeah and Glee never understood that's all people wanted yes <laughs> like, right this is all anybody wanted from this and they couldn't even do that there was no need to make up so much weird drama I know I know this is all people this is it this is right here right you're good right here and you just you couldn't you couldn't do it you couldn't handle it it was too you had too much power <laughs> and this is like the one and only time we get it and they're not even together yeah you heart, we hardly you never yeah. really see them date Mm-mm. really hardly ever see them happy after the like <laughs> I know slipping through my fingers <laughs> all the time. that's how I feel about this episode I know because I know. Blaine Hard Eyes Anderson is out baby like, oh yes especially during Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas I'm like yep. roll those heart eyes in I know. when he asks Kurt if he's happy to see him yeah He's like, we're always going to be there for each other, no matter what. And just like. <laughs> and Blaine's saying he's going to take care of Bert, like keep yeah. an eye out for Kurt. Imagine Blaine is like, I am locking this shit in. I will get <laughs> yeah. you where it, where it really counts. Your dad. Going for the dad, playing the dad card right from the start. Because he went to, he went to Bert. To yep. Early on asking about That's Kurt true. and his you know, little issues. Giving like, him pamphlets. <laughs> <laughs> he went hard he knew he was playing the long game acting like he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> but Glee couldn't do it couldn't handle it I know it was too good <laughs> flew, flew too close to the sun <laughs> but if we end the show right here everyone yes. is happy That's yeah like, I mean not just... every character is on screen though eh we're off screen and happy. I yeah, guess. Rachel's off on a cruise. We're good. <laughs> She's fine. I was thinking Finn's not even in this episode. That's what I was thinking of. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. In this timeline, we've never heard Leah Michelle talk about showing Jonathan. Oh, God. I want to go back to that. <laughs> it's never happened, so we have to pretend. So, I don't know. That's really, that's the episode. Yeah, it was a, it was a pleasant enough episode. What was your assessment? It was pleasant. Yeah. Which for Glee, that sounds tepid, but for Glee, that's like, yeah. I'm not fueled by righteous indignation. (laughs) I mean, if I think too much about what's coming soon, I will be. But for now, I'm okay. For right now, things seem fine. Adam and the apples don't even exist yet. (laughs) No, don't invoke the name. Yeah. I know. I, it she really, said it. it really is like a point of inflection because this is like the winter finale of this season too. I'm sure. Um, yeah, because the next is Sadie Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, everything's about to change. So like after this, this is the real like Blaine Sam Tina mm-hmm. triangle is like most of the stuff at McKinley and. Kurt's going to Niata and he's gonna meet all those people at Niata who shall not be named. All those things nobody wanted. I know. It's all about to change. So I think this episode really was a nice encapsulation of like 
what this first part of season four was and mm-hmm. the sweet relationships that are there and um and then it's all gonna go to shit <laughs> and that's yeah. fine <laughs> is it fine well we gotta go through the shit to get back to something decent i suppose yeah. the next What's- few episodes are gonna be bananas i'm looking at them right now try to decide like what approach to take with them well we do have a guest um slated for sadie hawkins um john from lives but a song that's the one he chose oh when cool. i talked to him about season four so that'll be fun nice we'll change a pace and then yeah God, i forgot about adam and the apples i know he shows up in this next episode <laughs> like yeah Look. That's that's exactly the motivation for me saying this episode was pleasant. I You're right. I, I see you exactly yeah. what you mean. It's gonna be I fun. still like so much of the music. That, I mean, I was thinking that there's a lot of good music still to come. Back. <laughs> and some and some bad ones, but some good some ones. Real bad music. The good thing is the baby got back performance is like um like thirty seconds or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there is a full recording, but we don't have to listen to that. It's fine. Absolutely not. <laughs> hmm. Well, um, do you have a favorite song? Gee. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many to choose from. It was Hanako Hanukkah, right? So many wonderful songs. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming we're all going to say it was the duet, right? Obviously. I was actually going to pick just... Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Ah. Just edged out White Christmas for me. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit because it is my favorite Christmas song. So, got it. Um, any lines that stand out? Pay up, I Anderson. Mean, That's my favorite. I would like to nominate Who's Blaine as the worst <laughs> line of the entire series. <laughs> Least favorite line ever, ever, yes, ever. <laughs> um, the Jesse Tyler Ferguson mention. Oh my God. Wait, that is a deep fandom cut. You're going to have to give them some context, Mandy. No, I think they have to Google it. <laughs> no, just do homework. Just go ahead and Google Arthur and Jesse Tyler Ferguson and just see what happens. Oh, God. Just have fun. I was watching it and I was like, wow, someone was paying attention to their social media back then. Yeah. Adam, was that you, Adam? <laughs> I think it was. Specifically it was request that line. Oh my uh, gosh, it's literally the first thing that pops up when you Google it. Okay. Of course it is. <laughs> um, I, d- I didn't write down the entire quote, but I actually think my favorite line is the story we get about Kurt's mom. Mm, about mm. the perfume bottle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that little slice of like, humanizing his mom because glee doesn't do a lot with parents besides bert anyway and we don't get much about his mom yeah that's true my favorite uh, i mean probably like package for kurt hummel Mm, yes Mm, just because it's like super cute how's the pain decks oh buddy it's complicated yeah because in this episode it's like it's fine that's not too bad, but... But it also hurts, like, knowing that they're not actually together. I know. Like, they're just, like... like in retrospect, I feel like it's not that painful. Mm-hmm. True. But that might be just because I'm clinging to what this episode gave us. I know at the time it aired, I found it super upsetting. Because mm-hmm. we didn't know anything except that Kurt was about to have a mid-game. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, that's like extra sucks because that comes right after. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Maybe is it like a two out of ten, three out of ten? Maybe like three out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do we approach the behind the scenes of this episode? Hmm. Do we save it for a mini episode? I think we should save it for a mini episode because if we like if we put it on Patreon for our patrons, we can do a nice like slideshow of pictures with it. <laughs> That's true. Love that. That's true. So I guess then stay tuned for the mini episode about the behind the scenes. Yes. AKA the ice skating riot. It, oh was, a, it was a fandom experience. So if you yeah. yeah, if you're someone who enjoys listening to the fandom experience side of a TV show being filmed. Go yeah. check it out. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that was, if you were not around for the true riot of the ice skating white Christmas filming, um, sorry. <laughs> but it's you okay because it. we'll give it to you in yeah. very ten years later. Minute detail. It was yes. my first fandom riot. Mm. It was the first. Yeah, I was pretty new into the show. Wait, did you not do the um the Battery Park riot from um, the breakup? Yeah, I remember that one. It Lots of pictures the of Kurt, same, though. Chris yeah. Oh, different vibes for sure. Different for vibes. Sure. Different vibes. You're right. Because like other people were involved a little bit. I mean, like Leah yeah. and uh, Corey were there, but it wasn't. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's that by this point, I was like, fully at the height of like being in the fandom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep, we'll do that. So stay tuned um, for uh, for the for the rioting. Uh, Should be good. All right. Well, thank you for unless we've missed anything. I think Um, the Kevin McScale. Oh, Oh, I wrote it down on my own, and then I thought we didn't talk about it. I just put five out of five. Yeah, this is yeah. Pete Kevin. Yeah. Pete Kevin. I just needed to acknowledge. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it down when I did my notes. It opened with him. He got a song. He got a dance. Yeah. He got, like, to say more than two sentences. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. And then also, we, we, we had started doing, like, just saying something that we liked. Oh, that's right. That thing I like. That thing we like. I remembered because I listened to some old episodes. And I was like, oh, yeah. That thing we like. Um, do it. I I mean, obviously, the thing I like is the, like, cozy, clean family-ness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can say Bert. Bert is the thing I liked best about the episode. Yeah, I've got to agree. I, I really liked the backdrop of, like, New York at Christmas. Mm-hmm. To just mm-hmm. say something you guys didn't already say. I really liked that. Um, I'm glad they embraced that for the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It's like Rockefeller Center and like mm-hmm. ice skating. It's beautiful. I'm sure New York loved that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we borrow this super popular yeah. location for like eight hours. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Is that going to be a problem if we just shut it down? They yeah. were doing it like in the middle of the night, I think. Yeah, it was like three yeah. o'clock in the morning. So yeah, I'm sure that was the only way. Love that. <laughs> um, cool. All right. That is... Our third clean Christmas, our third Glee Christmas, yay! So Merry Christmas, Claimus, Claimus, Claimus. 
yeah thank you for listening if you want to support the pod you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash glee on the rocks you can also follow us on instagram and twitter and tiktok where we do not do dances unless he wants to volunteer (laughs) (laughs) um because we i guess we can't do faceless dances so yeah you could just to... put like a filter where it changes you into like a cucumber or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't dance, and I really don't sing, so can't. Lips. Could you even? Why are you even in the Glee Club? Honestly, I'm not. <laughs> I didn't join. Just like in uh, the band. <laughs> I just, I'm just in the back, mumbling. Um, yeah. So. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our uh, mini episodes and the next episode. You know, you think by now we could do these sign-offs better. But Well, the great thing is we you already recorded those credits that are really good, so just cut it whenever you feel <laughs> and just put the credits in. Boom. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes, deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee.